Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Sunday, September the 3rd, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. I mean, before Labor Day. What am I doing? I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here, but before Labor Day. And that'll be, of course, tomorrow. And we're going to be chatting, by the way, with our friend uh, Bill Katz, uh, the editor of Virgin Agenda, as we always do on Mondays. We'll be chatting with him. We'll get into more of Labor Day and what it means uh, today in 2023. For me personally, you know, when I think of, of Labor Day, I think of at least when I was going to school, we first came to the United States in 1964, and I was going to school in the mid to late 60s, early 70s. And school for us always started after Labor Day. Now, all of a sudden, of course, school starts a lot earlier than that. Here in the, in the Texas area, the kids are going to school in mid-August. And they're out there practicing uh, football in mid-August in this heat. So Labor Day, a pretty important day to think about the American economy. I also have a couple of thoughts about uh, the Attorney General, Attorney General Paxton here in Texas, who is, as, as many of you know, is going to be starting a trial before the US, before the state Senate, before the Texas state Senate. That should be happening uh, next week or shortly, very, very soon. And then I've got a couple of thoughts about something that I just learned about, and that's uh, what's happening on the border. Mexico has decided to send a message on the border, and I don't think it's a good message. I don't think uh, it's a good uh, message at all. But let me begin with, uh, with that story, uh, the Mexico story. Somebody in Mexico got the great idea, got the great idea that they were going to put a copy or a sample of the Berlin Wall over on the Tijuana border. Now, that is really very short-sighted. I don't know who came up with that. I don't know who, what, what genius came up with that idea. But having uh, somehow equating what is happening in the U.S.-Mexico border with something as historic and as, for at least many of us who left uh, communist countries, uh, something as touching as the Berlin Wall. You know, the Berlin Wall was built by the communists to keep people in. And also, if you know anything about the history of the Berlin Wall, East German soldiers used to kill people, shoot at people who were trying to jump over the wall. So for Mexico to somehow even bring up the Berlin Wall as part of their, I guess, the criticism of the United States, uh, I guess specifically they're angry that some of the Republican candidates have suggested using force against the cartels. Look, to my knowledge, nobody's thinking about sending troops into Mexico. I mean, no one has come up with that strategy. But if you're going to have cartels operating in Mexico and crossing the border, and Mexico is not going to do enough to stop them, then yeah, somebody's got to do something about it. Somebody's got to do something about it. And that's the focus of the conversation. Nobody's talking about invading Mexico or sending troops into Mexico. That would be very counterproductive in, in so many ways, including um, going after the criminal elements who are trafficking human beings and trafficking the fentanyl, uh, killing many, many um, American young people. So I think it's a very bad idea. They should remove it. I'm not sure who came up with it. Maybe it was some local person in Tijuana who thought that would be funny. It's not funny. It's not funny because if you know anything about the Berlin Wall, the Berlin Wall is uh, it's one of the worst things that ever happened in the 20th century. And again, people trying to get out of East Germany or East Berlin were shot by East German guards who were there with weapons, shooting people, and many, in fact, were killed trying to, 
to jump that wall. So pretty bad idea. Whoever came up with this uh, in Mexico, that was a very, very bad, uh, very bad idea. Also wanted to let you know that I have a post over at the American, uh, American Thinker today talking about Pope Francis, who once again has decided to get involved in the politics of a country. Now, as, as many of you know, Argentina is going to be having elections later this year. And there's a right of center candidate down in Argentina who's making a lot of noise. And apparently the Pope doesn't like him or was warning the people of Argentina to be careful and not to vote for saviors who are going to come in and save the country. I mean, to some extent, the Pope is right. But I don't think that the guy who's running thinks of himself as a savior. He's just angry, like most Argentinians are, about the inflation and what they're doing to their currency and what they're doing to their economy. And he was he's simply expressing that frustration that many are people in Argentina. But I think the bottom line with the Pope is, as I, as I mentioned in my post over at the American Thinker, it's not a good idea for the Pope to get involved in political issues in particular countries. That's not his job. And uh, even though, of course, I respect them as a Catholic, I'm a Catholic and I respect the Pope, obviously. But the idea, the idea that somehow, um, you know, you're going to get uh, the Pope involved in, in these political matters, I just think it's a very bad idea. Uh, I just think it's a terrible idea. And I hope the Pope stays away from it. He got involved a little bit earlier this year, or not this year, but I think the year before, on the immigration issues that some countries are facing. And there again, he created a lot of controversy uh, by getting involved. Maybe he meant well, uh, I'll give him that uh, benefit of the doubt, but it's just not a good idea for the Pope to be talking about anything but religion and the faith and to be focusing on that. And there's a lot of work to be done in that area. And he should be uh, focusing on that uh, particular, particular point. Labor Day is here, and it's always a good opportunity to look at the American economy. Now, overall, overall, there were some good numbers that came out last week, but I believe the job creation was below expectations. I mean, I think overall, you, you would have to say that the American economy is not working out for most people. The inflation has a lot to do with it. The price of gasoline has a lot to do with it. So even though unemployment may be low, for a lot of people, it's still a catching on situation because the money is not going as far as as uh, it did uh, a few years ago. But there were three numbers that came out this week that I think should be concerning to all of us. Three numbers regarding consumers. The first one is consumer loans. A lot of people are not paying them on time. The second one is credit card loans. People are not paying those on time either. And uh, car loans or automobile loans, people are falling behind on that too. So what you have there, I think, are three signs that Americans are running out of cash by the time they got to pay these bills. So, you know, they pay the rent, they pay the food, the gasoline, some of the essentials, and then they get to the other bills and they just don't have any money left. And that's why I think delinquencies on consumer loans or car loans are going up. People just don't have the, the money. And that's a bad sign. That's a bad sign for an economy when you start having people not paying their, their bills on time. Again, it's a small number of people, but they call it delinquency rates. And these delinquency rates, according to the creditors, are starting to inch up. And that's always very frightening for an economy when people cannot pay their, their bills on, on time. 
But one of the stories that we're going to be talking about quite a bit here in the next couple of weeks is the trial of Attorney General Paxton. The Attorney General, as some of you know, was impeached about a month or so ago. That meant that he had to give up his position as Attorney General. There's a temporary Attorney General at the moment. And now it goes, he was impeached by the House of the legislature, and now it goes to the state Senate, the Texas state Senate, where 31 senators are going to decide his fate. If two-thirds of them find him guilty, then he will be thrown out. He will be convicted. And exactly what that means uh, later on, I'm not sure, but he would have to give up his job as attorney general after he was convicted by the, by the state Senate. There's a lot of stuff going around. There's a lot of politics going around. My feeling is that he's going to survive uh, the trial. And the reason I feel that way is because there's so much pressure coming from the base against the senators, or at least the Republican senators, on that, uh, on that committee or the ones who are going to be sitting in. There's so much pressure coming in. A lot of them know that if they vote to convict him, they're probably going to get a primary, and it could be a, a very energetic primary. So I think the wisest thing for the Republican senators to do is to say, we're not going to find them guilty. Uh, and then let's just throw this back to the people of Texas and let the people of Texas decide whether or not they want their uh, the same attorney general until the next uh, election, which would be in 2026. My feeling is that the attorney general probably won't run for re-election in 2026. There's some talk that he may run for governor, but I, I'm not sure about that. But the bottom line is that I think that would be the wisest thing to do. Instead of convicting him on charges that you know some people find uh, strong or weak or whatever, the wisest thing to do is for the, for enough Republicans to say no, and uh, simply throw this back uh, in the hands of the people of Texas who are going to be voting for for a new attorney general. What another another couple of years? I think that's the best thing to do, rather than to convict them uh, in the state senate. Now, of course, there are thirty one members of the senate. 19 Republicans, 12 Democrats. I think we can safely assume that all 12 Democrats are going to vote against them, but that might not happen either. Uh, that may not happen either. And then, of course, they're going to have to somehow keep uh, at least six Republicans in order so that uh, they don't get to, to the two-thirds. One of the things that I think always uh, has always uh, impressed me about these trials, particularly when you have the state Senate doing it, the same thing happened uh, when the Senate uh, was looking at uh, at President Trump and, and President Clinton, the last two impeachments, is that I think a lot of state senators or federal senators are concerned about canceling an election, which is what would happen. If you found him guilty, that's what would happen. He would be removed, and the election of 2022 would basically would be reversed. And even though he would be replaced by a Republican attorney general, I think a lot of politicians are a little bit concerned about doing that and somehow getting uh, reversing elections. So unless the evidence that they have presented so far, or unless there's more evidence or even more damning information against the attorney general, I frankly don't think that this is going to get to a conviction and he would then come back to be the attorney general after the trial. That's my guess. But again, I haven't heard all the information and who knows, there may be more, more that comes out during the trial. But I think if there was, it, it would have already come out. That's my sense. It would have already come out. So we'll see. We'll see. We're going to keep an, a close eye on this trial 
And the next time we we chat with our friend George Rodriguez and we do our Texas report, this is going to be one of the areas that we're going to be talking a great deal about. Well, on this day in 1945, that would be September the 3rd, 1945, the end of the J Japan War was final. Uh, Japan had accepted the conditions. Japan agreed to surrender. A couple of weeks later, uh, they actually signed the document. But the war was effectively over as of today in 1945. And the country was pretty happy about it. Uh, the Pacific War, as you historians know, was very deadly and very tough. Casualties were horrific in many of those battles, whether it was Iwo Jima or Okinawa or whatever it may be. So I think a lot of Americans were very happy on this day in 1945 that what they call VJ Day, Victory Japan Day, had finally arrived. Of course, VE, or Victory Europe Day, had happened a few months before in the month of May. So Japan in September, uh, Germany in May, and finally, the very costly and bloody World War II came to an end. It doesn't mean that the problems went away. There were some serious problems in the rebuilding coming up, but clearly, at least the heavy fighting was over for the time being. Happy Labor Day. Hope you enjoy your weekend, and we'll be back in touch uh, the next time. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas. Have a great day, everybody.